You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash psychic radio. Or one of our websites. Askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is a and the Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. What an interesting week it's been around the world with lots of different weather events and unfortunately the the war that seems to be looming in the Middle East is getting stronger by the minute and let's hope that somebody comes to some common sense and we don't all go into a world war. That would be a terrible thing. We, you know, I know we have to be aware of that. We can't dismiss it. There is definitely a conflict there. There's still definitely a conflict going on in Ukraine and we all just have to hope and pray that somebody's going to find some common sense and these things are going to cease shortly. So it's an interesting week astrologically, but we will get to that in a moment. We're going to talk about the Simply Tarot card of the week and this week it's the four of cups now it's the card of money fluctuations but it's also the card of being offered something that you may or may not want so you can see the man is sitting comfortably underneath the tree with his arms folded there's a cup being offered to him he's got three cups in front of him he's saying look i'm not sure whether i want this proposal or whether i even need it let me contemplate let me think about it let me sit under the tree and just you know, contemplate my future and see whether or not this is a good fit for me. So if you're facing something this week that somebody offers you that doesn't automatically scream to you, yes, 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 then tell them that you're going to take a little bit of time. You're going to think about it. You don't always have to say yes to everything just because it's offered to you. Sometimes I think as human beings, we think, oh, if I don't take that, then I'll never get another opportunity or I'll get, never get another offer. Instead of listening to our inner voice, our own psychic ability saying, well, hang on a minute, you didn't leap off the page and say yes, then there's something here to be considered. Is this actually the right opportunity for me or the right thing that's being offered to me? Or am I just taking it out of boredom? Am I just taking it because my life is boring and I haven't got anything else on the horizon, so this will do? Sometimes I think we're our own worst enemy when we settle for second best or something that's not necessarily good for our higher self. We tend to take it on board anyway because we tend to think we're not gonna have anything else. So astrologically, yes, it's a very, very busy week. Look, I know Pluto's just gone into Aquarius and we're going to have the next so many years to talk about it. So I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm going to focus more on the sun in Aquarius at the moment. So happy birthday to all the Aquarians. I know that you're going to be feeling as if it's your time to shine and it is your time to shine. It's your time to think outside the box, do the typical Aquarian thing. And the typical Aquarian thing to me was I first got into astrology many, many moons ago. I had a number of Aquarian girlfriends and we were all young mums and things like that. And the one thing that I really remember about my Aquarian girlfriends was they always dared to be different. They didn't necessarily follow the fashion trends. They did what they felt they felt comfortable in. They could wear a purple dress, a green hat, orange handbag and, and, and yellow shoes, you know, and they didn't necessarily coordinate everything, but yet it looked fabulous. And they didn't 
need to conform to everybody else's rules. They were their own person. And I think that's the one thing that always stuck with me about Aquarians, and I've had plenty of friends over my lifetime, that they do stand out in the crowd. They like to be different. A lot of people equate them to not being very emotional. That's not true. They just don't wear their heart on their sleeve. They they get the same sort of turmoil in the tummy as the rest of us do when things aren't going right, but they don't show it on the outside. They always look as cool as a cucumber, always look as if they're in control, and they always seem to feel as if they know everything. Even if they don't know it, they come across in this very confident sort of way that I know anyway, I know everything. If you just want to know something, ask me and I'll tell you. And it's always mystified me that how that they could be so confident on a subject that they know little or nothing about, but it's their way. It's sort of in, in a way, their way of covering up the fact that they don't know because if they do know a subject, they'll certainly bash your ear off about it. So they never want to be seen in a bad light of not knowing the answer or not having a solution. So that's the reasons why they are what they are. So we're going to move on now for the rest of us. There's lots of planetary configurations going on at the moment. Now, for the the Earth signs, which is Capricorn, Taurus and Virgo, and the opposite sign of Cancer, this next prediction that I'm going to talk about or this next transit I'm going to talk about affects you more than it does the rest of the signs. So we've got Mars, the planet of action, is sitting in Capricorn at the moment. Now he's conjunct or holding hands, Mercury, the planet of communication. Mars is the planet of drive. It's the planet that gets us out of bed of a morning that makes us really look at what it is that we need to be doing. It's the one that motivates us, that says, okay, you can get out of bed now, you can get this going. It's time for you to sort of start looking at things and looking at things very clearly and make sure that you're ready for action. Don't sort of sit there and say, I'll get around to it next week or next month. Now is the time to be moving along and getting things underway. Now, if this involves some form of communication or you have some important conversation to have or you've got an important email to write or text message or something like that, make sure that you're doing it in a very forthright way. Don't be wishy-washy. Be firm, be definite, be positive. And if it's something that's negative, still put it in a, in, a, in a palatable sort of way that you're getting your message across, but with determination and force and saying, this is not acceptable because of these reasons. I've given you three weeks. We're now into the fourth week. Let's get a move on. Something along those lines so that you're, you're putting it in a forthright way, but you're not being bombastic or bossy, but you're being firm. And I think that's the answer here. So it's for the earth signs that they seem to have more to do with communication in this next week than the rest of the other eight signs. I'm not saying it doesn't affect us as well, but what it does, it's a much more watered down effect than it is for the earth signs. So we have Saturn currently sitting in Pisces. Now Saturn's the planet of discipline of structure, of making sure that our lives are going in the direction that we need it to. It's also the planet that I think gives us our stickability, gives us that determination to sort of see something through to the end because Saturn sort of says, okay, now how are we going to approach this? Let's get a plan. Let's get a structure. Let's do the best that we can actually do. Now with Saturn sitting in Pisces here, it, it covers everything that's creative, whether it's music, painting, designing a website, just being creative in your own business. People sort of tend to think as creative, I, I can't paint. But we're all creative in our own way. It's just a matter of how we see or how we apply that creativity. Even doing this show takes a certain amount of creativity and planning. So that's where sort of 
Pisces sort of comes into it, that it's sort of tapping into that creative, nice, pleasant sort of side of things. Now, Saturn's the planet, as I said, of discipline and structure. Now, this is going to affect water signs as well as earth signs. So we're talking about Pisces, Cancer and Scorpio, the opposite sign of Virgo. We're also talking about Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn and the opposite sign of Cancer. Now, the reasons why I'm picking out these signs is because Saturn is sitting in a water sign. It's making a really nice aspect known as a sextile, which is a nice flowing aspect to Jupiter sitting in Taurus. So Taurus is an Earth sign. But the other eight signs, yes, we will have a slight flow on effect of this, but we won't have as much as those signs that I've mentioned. It'll be more watered down. So with Jupiter in Taurus, Jupiter is asking us to expand our horizons. It's also asking us to look out for opportunities that can increase our personal finances help us bring our lives more into balance, to look at things that are really, really important to us, look at the things that we stand for, the things that we live by, our rule book, the things that we live our lives by that are, is our structure, the things that are important to us. So it's sort of like we can find some creative ways to blend the both. It may be time to find a creative new endeavour that enables you to sort of bring in sort of more personal finances that enables you to sort of get on the track more with that. And that's good. It's really important that we start looking at these things. Doesn't matter what your star sign is, but if it's the ones that I've mentioned, it's it's stronger for you. So let's not waste these opportunities that are there. I think sometimes as human beings, we sort of tend to get a little bit lackadaisy. We sort of think, I'll oh, put it off till tomorrow or next week or don't really feel like it today. Now is the day. It doesn't matter what your star sign is. If there's something that you need to get cracking with, something you need to get started with, something that you need to move along that you've been thinking about, now is the time. So let's sort of start to the new year off in a positive sort of way that we've all got something really exciting that we can be working towards because I really do think that that is very, very important that we start to look at new and innovative ways of bringing things towards us or bringing opportunities towards us in 2024. You know, we haven't got a pandemic anymore. We've got no excuses to get out there and make things happen. Yes, the world has changed, but we've, we've learned to adapt to it and we're adapting to it daily. So now now's the time to make things happen. The final one I want to talk about today is Chiron. Now, Chiron's not actually a planet. Chiron is considered one of the Arabian parts, and it's called the wounded healer. It's where we look for in our chart where we have to do the most healing. And sometimes this goes back to previous lifetimes if you believe in reincarnation, which I do. And it sort of shows us it's not a weak point, but it's saying this is where we have to do the most healing. And sometimes that's on more of an emotional level. Sometimes it can manifest itself on a physical level. And the physical level, I believe, is driven from the emotions. You know, unless, of course, you've had something like an accident and, you know, you've had your leg broken in four places and it doesn't mend right and it ends up being two inches shorter than it was. That's not an emotional driven thing. That is a physical thing that's happened to you. So you have to be very careful about that. I get a little bit cross with a lot of healers and that say, oh, every condition we've got is emotion driven. No, not everything is. You know, there's things as genetics. There's also things that have happened to us that have happened in our lifetimes where we've had accidents 
or things like that that linger on that stay with us for many many years or the rest of our lives because the body was battered and bruised in some sort of way whether it was an accident or fell down a cliff or whatever the case may be and they're the ongoing things not everything is emotional driven so you know you've got to look for what the answers are so Chiron is sitting currently in Aries now Chiron is actually conjunct or holding hands the north node now the north node is not a planet the north node is showing us the way forward it's showing us how we can sort of move forward, what we're aiming for, where we're going in life and how we need to handle this. And this is a part of the karmic side of astrology that I really, really, really like. And, and, and it's very deep, it's very complex, and it's something that you really need to study if you're going to work with karma with, with your clients or yourself. But, but just in very basic layman's terms, yes, it is sitting in Aries. So yes, it's going to be affecting the fire signs more. Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, and the opposite sign of Libra, but it flows over to each and every one of the 12 signs because Chiron is asking us to find the way forward to heal ourselves. Now, because it's in Aries, it's quite a what's seen as a selfish sign, and I don't see it as selfish. I see it as being able to have the ability to put yourself first. I don't consider that selfish. I think we all need to be at different times in our lives, have the ability to put ourselves first. Yes, we need to keep an eye on, you know, partnerships, relationships, marriages, children, things like that, and our work and all that. But we need to put ourselves at the top of the queue. Now, this is what Chiron is asking you to do, is place yourself at the top of the queue. Let's try and strive to be the very, very, very best person that we can be. Is there any emotional blockage there? Is there anything there from your past that you need to delve into deep dig deep sort it out and let it go so it's a time to sort of really clear the decks on an on an emotional level if we really want to so this is the time if you've been putting off doing a little bit of releasing work or you know delving into your own emotions and think oh, i'll put that off till next week no 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 now is the time let's get in let's get it done and let's move on so that we can have a lot of healing coming through to each and every one of us but it's the work we have to do on ourselves by doing that then i think we we enable things like what we were talking about previously with jupiter to be able to bring in new opportunities for us to create money or to improve our lives or improve our lifestyle because we've done the work so that then we've got no sort of emotional blockages or things that are going to rear up and sort of prevent us from being able to achieve that. We're going to talk with Miranda in Nashville in Tennessee. Are you there, Miranda? Yes. Do you have a question I can answer for you, please, Miranda? Um, it's kind of, um, I don't know how um, to describe it, but uh, this year will be going on five years. My mother passed away. Sorry. Yeah, I, I understand the the pain and the anger. And I just want to, yeah, I just want to make sure that she is at peace so that I can, can be at peace because there's a lot of guilt there that I didn't get to it's say a, to her before she took her last breath. Right. Okay, Miranda. Look, I, I understand where you're coming from and I don't mean to sound condescending with what I'm about to say. I've been in this work a very long time. I've never had anyone come through to me, Miranda, and say they're not happy. They mightn't be happy to be there. They might, you know, miss everybody back here on earth and miss their children, miss their lifestyle and whatever, but nobody's ever come through and told me that they absolutely hated on the other side. They're usually more concerned about the people they've left behind 
than they are themselves. And it's not uncommon, Miranda, that for people don't quite get there to be with their loved one before they pass for whatever reason. And we take on board this guilt. And I think the guilt actually prevents us from actually grieving properly because we're still so caught up or pent up in that that we don't allow ourselves to grieve in the way that we need to do. And everybody grieves differently. Everybody has a different process, a different timetable. I can assure you, your mother is very comfortable on the other side. She certainly got a lot to say. Was she a person in, in life that she was larger than life and had an opinion about everything? Kinda, yes. Because that's the woman I'm picking up, you know, like it's like, to me, she's sort of, not so much running the show, but she's got an opinion, you know, whether you want it or not, she's going to share it with you. And and she's sort of saying to me, you know, if you don't hurry up and get on with your life, I'm going to have to come down there and give you a swift kick up the pants. She wants you to get on with living again. So she didn't. She doesn't want to see you, not so much waste your life, I don't want to use that word, but, you know, be stuck in this area of grief that you have been for a long time and feeling guilty because you weren't there at the end. She knows you weren't there at the end and she's not unhappy with you about that. She's saying to you, she's happy that you weren't there because she didn't want you to see her that way. She she felt embarrassed by, she's saying I didn't have a great departure. Well, I don't know what a great departure is, but in her opinion, she didn't do it in some sort of green style. You know, it wasn't, she wasn't, she wasn't looking her best at the time when she departed the planet. But look, whether she did or she didn't, that's her choice to, to describe it to me that way. But she knows how upset you've been and she doesn't want to see you upset anymore. She's saying to me, enough is enough. She wants you to get out there and start living your life again by March this year. Can you do that? Yes. Good. Because she's showing me March. March 1, that's it. New year, new day, new life. Let's get moving. So why would March be so important to her? That I do not know. No, I just wondered why she said to me, you know, the first March 1, that's it, New Year. She was sort of saying to me, it's time to get moving again. Gotcha. Maybe she's just giving you a little bit of time to get warmed up to the idea. All right. Yeah, you know, but she's saying she's fine. Don't, don't worry about everything because everything from her point of view is fine. She's happy. She's settled. So I want you to just move forward and let her get on with what she needs to do. So while you're so caught up in this grief, you're not allowing her to to move on on the other side to help you to be able to come through to you because you're so upset. And that's one of the reasons why she wants to see you move forward now, please. Can you do that for her? Yes. Okay, wonderful. She's just giving me a a beautiful big pink heart, which is her way of saying, I love you and I miss you. So that's where we're going to live, Miranda. I appreciate that grief and death and dying is a very complex subject and not all of us handle it in a way that we are comfortable with, but we do our very best. And I think that's where we're going to leave that. So we're going to talk with Lisa in San Jose in California. Are you there, Lisa? Yes, I am. Do you have a question I can answer for you, please, Lisa? Um, where do you see my career going? Okay, that's a really nice question, Lisa. The first thing that they showed me was, is this, I said, that's a really nice question. 
the first thing that they're showing me, Lisa, is a symbol of change. Now, I know you asked about your career, but is there other things that are happening in your life that come back to around or circle back around to your career? Is there other changes currently going on in your life? Um, not anything out of the ordinary. No, but I mean things like, you know, are you making changes to where you're living or have you been planning on moving or have you just started a new course in something, some sort of learning? Because they're just showing me that there's been a number of endings, changes and transformations around you and particularly in this last three or four months. But I didn't feel that that was indicating a change of job. I actually felt that the career that you're in or the job that you're in at the moment, to me, seemed to be as if it was going to blossom, it was going to open up, it was going to become something bigger and better than what it is. So the current job that you're in at the moment, are you happy with that? Are you happy for a, sort of a promotion to come in? Um, I'm, not, I'm currently not working, so... Oh, okay. Well, they're showing me, well, they were showing me as if you already had a job. So that's good. Okay, yeah. so there's a job coming. And with that job, I feel that there's going to be a lot of opportunity there for promotions and advancements and things like that and new learning and things like that. So that's good. It's interesting, though, because they're saying to me that it's something that maybe it's going to be different to what you imagined. You know, it's sort of like they never show me a career, but let's use hairdressing for argument's sake. You know, yes, I'm a hairdresser. Well, okay, you go in and you apply for a job with hair, but all of a sudden you get in there and they've got you training people or they've got you doing beauty work or got you doing something else and you think but hang on i mean i applied to be a hairdresser and it's like well there's other skills that are going to be brought in or you're going to be trained up for with the role that you're getting so for them to show for, to show me a job that was in the present and you're not currently working means it's almost immediate it's right around you because spirit sometimes gets a bit ahead of themselves and they talk about things that they think we already know about because in, in their mind well that's where it is and we've already moved on we've moved on to the next stage and they were already on to the next stage of a promotion that was what they were getting excited about was you, you're saying you haven't even got the job yet so that's great so the next job that you get i think it will be close to home I feel it's going to be something that you're going to be happy with, but also I think it's going to stretch you. There's going to be some further learning on the job, which is good. And, you know, the company themselves seem to be a nice size. It's not too big and it's not too small. Okay. It doesn't seem to be work, though, you can do home. No, they never show me the type of work, sweetie. They, that's something that, because so many jobs have different skill sets or have different labels it'll be it'd take me a long time to zone into every single thing but what they were showing me was this was a job that couldn't be done from home like you can't work remotely you need to go into the job they were showing me it was about 10 minutes drive from where you are and the fact that whatever you take on board there's going to be further learning or new skills that you'll be taught along the way with the job and i think within the first six months you will actually have a substantial pay increase and some extra duties whether or not they actually call that a promotion or whether it's just on your job performance that this is the reward that you get that they're ha so happy mm -hmm. with you that they give you a pay increase and some extra duties but i actually feel the next job fits like a glove so is there was there some particular area of work that you you were aiming to get into um no i only i've been in the industry for like you know 25 years and I always wanted to do something else, but never knew what I should do. Um, mm -hmm. And this is my first time in 18 years. I took a break. So I was just curious, 
know, will I get to the same field or is there something else out there that I should be doing? No, I think it's going to be what you wanted to be because to me you seemed very happy with what you were doing and that might be why they're sort of showing me that there were still new skills to learn because if this is an area that you've never been in before, been employed in before, well, then it is going to feel new, isn't it? It's going to feel like you're a little bit out of your comfort zone in some things and that's good because it's going to challenge you. It's going to make you feel excited to get up and go to work and, you know, everybody that you're working with seems really nice, really professional and, it, you know, it's busy. I'm not saying it's not busy, but you come home from work happy, tired. You know, you're happy to come home at the end of the day and feel like you've really given it your all and you're really enjoying it and it's good. I don't feel uncomfortable okay. with it at all. Are you not moving? They keep showing me changes around where you're living. No. Are you making no changes, changes to around No, I'm not moving. No, but you're making changes, are you? Because they're showing me question marks around it. At home? Yeah, you know, if you're making changes, like you might be hanging a new set of drapes or buying a new couch or whatever, it's the same symbolism that they show me. They just always show me a question mark around where you're living. So that's why I never know whether it means, you know, we're making some changes or we're actually moving location. So obviously, if no. you've got some more money coming in, there might be things that you might want to do. <laughs> I hope so. There's more money coming in. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I mean. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it, Lisa. So it's really nice to talk to Lisa. It's nice to see people embarking on a new career at this stage in their lives. And it's a time for everybody to sort of really get out there and make things happen that they really want to happen in their lives, as we spoke about in the astrology report. This week, I want to leave you with a song that goes way back to my teenage years. And it seems to be every week, or it seems to be almost like every week, we're talking about somebody that's just passed away. Somebody that we've lost that really shaped a lot of us that you know people sort of you know can relate to the music it was the music of the time and you know over the years you sort of you know you you glance back and you listen to that particular track or some of their other music or some of their albums and you think yes i really did connect with that person and then when the news comes through that they've passed away it's almost like a part of your teenage years or your innocence has gone with them because you sort of think you know it, i suppose is showing us that we're all getting a little bit older each day and nobody's immortal everybody has an expiry date but we don't tend to think of that of the people that we love so much and the people's music that inspired us throughout our lifetime, that we tend to think that they're going to live on forever. Well, yes, they will with their music, but we tend to think physically that they don't get any older than what we remember seeing them in concert or buying their album and their picture was on the cover. So this week we lost the one and only Melanie. And, you know, Melanie had many, many, many big hits, many hits here in Australia. But my favourite out of all of those was Lay Down candles in the rain and it was just one of those really upbeat songs even though she you know the, the words weren't as upbeat but the music itself was upbeat and you know she sang lots of beautiful songs and lots of them had very deep meanings and I think a lot of people sort of just looked at her as a poppy sort of artist that you know attended Woodstock and things like that but and she sang with the Edwin Hawkins singers. And, you know, she was a really um, motivational sort of person. She was always bright and positive and always happy. So I'm going to leave you with one of my favourite tracks of hers, which is called Lay Down, Candle in the Rain. So until next week, bye for now.